0: hey good morning good afternoon or good night whatever time of day it is where you're listening to uh, thank you for tuning in to the first ever Metaphysical Me podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Francis. I originally started this podcast with the intent of sharing my multitude of metaphysical experiences that I've been having for over 35 years now. Uh, they started when I was a kid, and it only took till now for me to be comfortable in sharing the various arrays of experiences that I've had and There's no better forum to share than, uh, I believe, the podcast world, because you get to hear it. You're not necessarily have to buy a book or commit funds, but you get to hear a genuine experience. And you may want to share it with a person who might be on the cusp of experiencing some of these things themselves. And you might be that confidant that they share things with. And hopefully, if this podcast finds its way into your life, you might want to take a moment uh, and share it with that person who it might benefit because you never know so find that like button find that share button if I come across something that you may like or may consider sharing you know where those buttons are and please feel free to share share and share and like so the first ever experience I recall well let me give you some background about myself I was in the US military my background is intelligence I'm originally from Washington DC I'm a first-generation American, my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago, came to Washington, D.C. in the 70s. I was born at GW Hospital. I guess that makes me a native. But I returned to Trinidad and Tobago uh, to live with my grandparents, grandparent, in a uh, very loving home with my cousins and a family friend who lived next door. It was a very fun time. One day, we were playing, I believe, a game of cricket, and the tennis ball, because kids can't play with real cricket balls, they're they're hard, <laughs> the tennis ball was hit underneath an elevated house that was on stilts. Me being the fastest kid at the time, I chased the ball, went to return it, couldn't find it, I think my cousin came and got the ball before I did, but it had previously rained the day before. And there was some still water underneath this house with the stilts. While running back, I noticed a puddle that caught my attention. So, being curious, I walked over to the puddle in an attempt to uh, observe my reflection. I gazed into the puddle, thinking I could see myself. What I saw looking back at me wasn't me. Yes, it was a boy staring at me, but it was not me. What I observed in, re- in the reflection was an Indian boy looking straight at me, about my same age, probably my same height. So I shook it off and ran back to the game with the rest of my friends. I thought about that the rest of the evening. I did not share my experience at the time, but I know I might have been maybe five or six years old. It stuck with me. Ever since that point on, I've always felt somewhat separate. I can only describe this feeling. Imagine putting your hands together. Match the thumb to the thumb, the index to the index, the middle finger to the middle finger, uh, ring to the ring, and the pinky to the pinky, of course. Now, take your right hand and just twist the fingers that they're just slightly offset. That's what it feels like. It feels like there's no synchrony. Like you're not yourself. Like you're not all there. But the disassociation was so strong... I felt that my real consciousness was outside of my body, looking at my body, doing whatever it's doing at the particular time, whatever that thing might be. That strange feeling kind of lingered and continued for several years. The disassociation feelings would continue, but along with them, occasionally I'd get these deep, dark, sad feeling of loss, like I'm being drowned or underwater, and the boy, the little Indian boy, was always affiliated with these emotions. I didn't understand it at the time and I didn't really try to, I just tried to, um, you know, push through throughout my day because I always had something else going on. And I was a kid, maybe five years old. The following summer, my aunt, my cousin and myself, Uh, Flew to Washington DC to visit my mom. We'd take these short vacations every summer so I could visit my mom who remained in the United States This year we did something different. We went down to a national park at uh, Haines Point Haines Point is a very popular park in the Washington DC metropolitan area. It has a couple of golf courses But at the time was well known for a place for runners bikers and the famous statue of um, What's called the awakening? It's it's, imagine a 70-foot tall buried man coming out of the ground this statue uh is the just of that a semi foot man made out of shiny steel emerging from the ground but it's captured where his knee is out his face is out it's really popular i think they moved that statue to the national harbor uh, in 2010 i believe but either way we were having this picnic my cousin my aunt My mother and myself, I must have been just six years old, and I bolted for the river. My mother turned around and couldn't find me, and when she did find me, I was on the other side of the railing, about to dive into the water to swim across the Potomac. I don't know how she caught me, but she did. She snatched me over the railing, of course scolded me, so now I'm crying, my cousin's laughing, my aunt's perplexed. But either way, we got over it, and the picnic continued, but I'd never forget that. I tried to swim across the Potomac River at six years old. Now, fast forward in time to February 2021. My mother had passed, and in my grieving, I started revisiting the places where we would go. The National Mall, various shopping centers, and then I find my way down to Hayden's Point, the exact same spot where we had the picnic when I was six years old. I'm grieving at the moment, but I have this intense flashback of drowning. But I'm, no, I didn't drown because I'm alive. It's only till that moment I realized that the Indian boy who I had the intense emotional connection with over 40 years ago, he was probably me in a past life who died by drowning. And the six year old me during the picnic tried to reenact his death. I thought about it for hours. Not only am I grieving the death of my mother, I'm also being confronted with the death of a young boy who I believe it's myself because the connection's so strong. It's very overwhelming. I'm confused, but I hold it in and try to convince myself it's not so it's not so there's no way it's not so. My analytical left brain needs more evidence to convince myself that this is actually true, and this is what happened to me in a previous life. Here I am, an analyst with no evidence, overwhelming emotions, while I'm already in an emotional state. And I know these aren't my emotions. They're very different. It is sadness, but it's from a third-person perspective. It makes no sense to me. This has led me to take a closer look at reincarnation and incorporate that belief into my belief system and restructure how I think about life. And I'm fully convinced that we are here, reincarnated several times, to get first-hand life experience on this planet, which I now address as Earth University. And there we have it. So thank you very much for tuning in. This was episode one of Metaphysical Me, a forum which I will share all my metaphysical astral projection, precognition stories with you, the listener. And again, if you find anything interesting in what I'm saying, or you have someone who might be find some use for this, that's the purpose of this podcast, is to share and share and share. There's something really strange happening, and I'm sure I'm not the only one experiencing it. So if you find this podcast useful, or you know someone who may find it useful, please go ahead and share. Thanks again, Metaphysical Me, Signing out.